Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself Pete here and got two guests on. We got Maeve and Jim. And I tell you what, we have to be talking about Bayou Nonsense if Maeve's on here. That's for sure. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, we're hanging in there. Excited to play more Bayou. Uh, I think I got Jim convinced to play more Bayou, which is always fun. Yeah, I mean, I bounce, I bounce factions more than you know is probably healthy, but nah. the Bayou's calling my name right now. No, yeah, I mean, I haven't. I mean, what little I've played because grad school is absolutely just kicking my butt. Yeah, I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, Rezzers a little bit. So what? Um, I'm just kind of like waiting for Angler to really drop, and then that's um, the key. I'll probably go deep back into Bayou because Angler looks like so much fun. Yeah, and I was talking with Jim about this earlier before we get into kind of our main topic here, which is going to be Ulix and Angler. I am super excited, like both you are. Well, I was talking with Jim, and I'm actually a little worried that Angler is going to pseudo-replace Maw in my rotation for a lot of these pools. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, Maeve, initially, but a lot of the pools I usually like taking Maw. I'm kind of like, eh, Angler might start squeezing Maw out a little bit. Um, I could see them fitting in a very kind of similar idea. Um, a lot of board control, um, pretty beefy, um, quick master, a lot of shooty stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it plays out. I mean, I think Trixie is just strong enough and varied enough that, like, they should be pretty good all-comers. But I could yeah. think Angler kind of pulling that same niche, which, I mean, I'm not sad about having good options. Is You know, it's always nice, especially considering my poor big hat boys are just not pulling their weight right now. <laughs> yeah, I... I was telling Jim, I was like, man, if I liked Big Hat, I think I could make probably Somers like title work, but I'm just not a huge Big Hat, you know, by you guys. So I haven't pushed that envelope as much as I could. I love them. I love it's my favorite. You know, I started I, I started by you because I loved Zip and Ulix, um, like their aesthetic and their and their but the play style, especially of Somer One, really just like well, you like all the triggers and stuff that happen off of just one little mm-hmm. thing happening. And not just that, I like the disposable soldiers concept. Yeah. And yeah, the fact that it just doesn't work anymore, just we'll see. You might sit on the shelf until. Yeah, wait your rotation to get Somer back to where it's more playable. Yeah, he might sit on the shelf till M4. We'll see. What about you, Jim? You uh, you enjoying the angler nonsense? Uh <laughs> Or are you convinced to give Somer a try? <laughs> I've I've bounced back and forth on trying Somer like once every three weeks. Like I'll play it's it's like candy corn. Like I'll try it 
And I'm like, ugh, not for me. And then the next time around, I'll go, you know, I could see doing this, this, and this. And I try it again and go, ah, I get burnt. But every time it's a little bit better. Uh, had my first win. It with, does grow on you. Yeah. You know, it's, it is hard to argue with stat seven guns that hand out staggered and stunned. That's true. It It's just the, it's the minions for me. I'm trying to make the minions I mean, work. If you like stat seven guns, why aren't you just playing Ophelia? <sighs> That's a different kettle of fish. <laughs> <laughs> Ophelia too, just hand out stat seven guns to everybody. I think the main problem with Sommer 2 is that Sommer 2 has got a lot of good stuff going for it. But like Jim said, the the keyword is built on its summon ability. And yeah. um, hard to hire that, those minions. It just doesn't. And with summoning itself being very um, lackluster, like support summons and um, unless they do something very specific like support summons, and those sort of like sideways summons don't hold up as well as like summoning in a beat stick, you know? Yeah. And and Sommer really just doesn't have like good old boys are fun. They're not beat sticks. They're yeah. not going to reliably. Um... And something I think maybe I could actually get into with, with Ulix a little bit too, is the one thing I found about Malifaux in general is Everyone talks about how like card draw is good, hand manipulation is good, sure. min three is good. I think what they're really, what everybody's really trying to say is consistency is good. When I, I activate that. this model, I want it to do the thing that I want it to do. Yeah, and, there's nothing worse than when you activate a model and it does nothing, especially right. if it's your master. Right, and Big Hat has got a lot of models that like can have amazing activations like you are you're really correct off, about that you know can go off and do some nutty stuff um criers criers are so good but the opportunity cost of getting there sometimes you you just can't make it work and i think ulix we'll see when we talk about ulix i think that's one of the big problems that the keyword has is that it is not consistently consistent enough to like nudge it up to that like top tier status yeah and we'll definitely kind of move towards that for sure and before we do make sure that you guys are checking us out uh we got this rolling uh putting it out on youtube i got three youtube videos actually in the can and one of them's not an episode so definitely got a lot of stuff going up on there because a lot of people have been reaching out liking the video content got uh the twitter instagram you can check us out there the Discord's been popping off. Uh, we were talking about kind of clock issues because the last episode we were kind of talking about how the competitive scene could be improved so we can try to finish our games and not just get to, you know, the second or third turn. Uh, but okay, mostly, if you want, yeah, and if you want to support us directly, though, make sure that you guys check us out at patreon.com slash ragequitwire. You can support us for as little as a dollar. Anything to keep uh, putting up videos and popping out content for everybody because... Uh, I will say this about the Rage Quit Wire. We like to put out consistent content, even if it has shit takes in it. <laughs> Got to put it out. People mm -hmm. depend on the Rage Quit Wire for shit takes, I tell you. <laughs> Are you planning on heading to Captain Con this year? I, I absolutely am. So I'm, nice. I'm definitely excited because that, that's creeping up quick. Yeah, it is. I have, um, 
there's probably about a 95% chance that I'm not making it to Nova this year because of mm-hmm. um, Gotta have hope. over the summer. So Captain mm-hmm. Con will probably be my last like big um, event for probably the next year or two. So um, I'm, I'm very excited to get in there and, and do another content creator bash and mm-hmm. have fun. So. Yeah. What about you, Jim? You planning on going up to that one? I'm I'm planning to this time, you know, knock on wood, I don't have my car breakdown like I did last year. Sneaky um, alternators. Are, are, yeah. are you going to get any of your uh, other coast people to come out? I don't think so. I, uh, I, I love Jeff and Colgan to death, but that three hour time difference and the uh, probably close to a couple hundred bucks plane tickets, a hard pill to swallow. It is. It is. Right. And that's, that's why, you know, like this is all just like a community of love and stuff because you're not, I mean, you can put throw up a podcast and a Patreon page and you know, you're still not making anywhere near any money off. This This is all labor of love in the community. So Mm -hmm. what's a Patreon? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, you know, people will send you money if you uh, make content, right? Well, and they'll send me money to stop. I'm sure. (laughs) Well, it's funny, right? Because I started making stuff like it. Gosh, it's been four years ago now, probably maybe five, but I had some European dudes who were like, yeah, you, you know, do you have like a Patreon or something so we can like throw some money your way? Like, we just want to support the podcast. We like what you do. So I was surprised because, you know, when you start your little podcast, you don't expect people actually want to give you money. But the community is always great with that. Nick, Nick is in the chat. He's always supporting people. So even if you throw it up Amazing. just for Nick, he'll he'll throw you a few bucks. <laughs> we all love we all love Nick. He knows it. Nick's my sugar daddy. Well, Nick and I got a chance to actually meet in person um, at Nova, and uh, we were very, very excited to like actually get to like face to face meet. Yeah. So we had a we had a good we had a good weekend, and um, Nick plied me with way too much alcohol. <laughs> he's he's good for that. But let's go ahead and transition here. Let's go ahead and get into uh, the Ulix. So this is. Basically, he's the replacement master for Bayou, generally speaking. He's going to upgrade your pigs to bigger pigs. He's going to grow them up. And mm-hmm. they also have pseudo obeys in the faction with Hurdum, uh, which is actually a really easy obey because it's pretty easy if it's targeting a pig, right? Mm-hmm. So um, let's start with Ulix 1 because, like I said, Ulix 1 and 2 do play very differently. And I think people are interested in playing Ulix 1 and... I know there's a lot of people in Europe specifically I talked to where they're like, yeah, Ulix one is wrecking some of our metas because some mm-hmm. people are getting just super good and precise with this keyword. Uh, so Jim, let's kind of start with you uh, just with your general experience with Ulix one. Um, mm-hmm. What is, what does he do specifically for his crew? So the way I have been playing Ulix one is, is as a support buff piece it's it's kind of all over his card you know half the stuff on the front of his card is enabling his pigs in melee and to tank damage and on the back of his card he's got so much adversary that he can hand out and so much healing it's trying to make up for the fact that early game he's doing that grow up strong ability it's kind of the way i've been playing him he like turns one and two, he's making pigs grow mm-hmm. and then turns three onward. He's all about throwing slop at people. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of, I, and maybe you can probably help us out with this. Cause I know Jim's kind of getting his reps in and I'm definitely, I probably only have about eight games with Ulix one, but to me, I always had difficulty balancing his actions because mm-hmm. it is a question of when do I stop growing pigs? When do I grow a pig? When do I try to, you know, um, get in an area where I can heal? Do I want him to hitch a ride? Do I want him to toss slop? Is he going to get in melee and hold, you know, good for a laugh, coordinated attack? So there's a lot going on with this master. So mm-hmm. how do you kind of balance that? Um, most of most of what you do is he's one of the things about Ulix that's really nice is that he is very adaptive to the situation. So yeah. um, he doesn't have a prescribed like if you think of like um, some of the more beater masters, like they kind of have a prescribed. They're going to get in here. Lady J is going to get in. She's going to leap. She's going to swing at things three times and 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 murder. Right? Yeah. Ulix can like hurt them is a very very strong ability i feel like if you're not yes. using hurt them at least once every activation then probably not playing him at maximum efficiency and just to interrupt real quick mave uh just so people know and it's going to pop up here but hurt the obey action we're going to be yeah, talking about only- hurt a lot <laughs> yeah, you will. You will. It's beast only. It's non. It's non-leader beast. That's important when you get to like um, Ulix too, because he is also a beast. Um, and they, yeah, it's a, it's essentially an obey. Um, and they get a built-in mask if they target a pig. Um, yep. Ulix needs a six. His other models need sevens. Sevens are the tipping point, but we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> But yeah, in general, Hurdum is is just really, really good to have any moderate in your hand just become an obey, especially when your pigs tend to have such big actions. You know, um, war pigs especially with the three, four, six damage track and a lot of fantastic triggers. Grow up strong, I feel like, is where people might get stuck with him. I get trapped. <laughs> it's it's the biggest Yeah. Yeah, early on, you want to try to grow up as much as possible in later turns. It doesn't necessarily help you out, but then there are times <laughs> that it really does because, yeah. like, the ability to push a pig two inches out, turn it into something that can, like, shoot across the board and score you a last minute point. That's where the late turn grow up strong is really, really good. Um, especially with the trigger, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I think that a lot of people tend to ignore when it comes to Ulix's crew are wild boars being able to just yeah being able to be unimpeded and move seven i believe if penelope's around like Mm -hmm. you can just grow up a pig and literally like shoot it across the board on the last turn and score schemes that you need to score that your opponent is not going to be fast enough to stop and they're Um, unimpeded so you get some of those heavy boards they just go now I struggle with toss slop, and I struggle with toss slop because it is a gun action, and he does mm-hmm. not have any way to ignore melee, and the rest of his crew is melee. So yeah, right. you do probably, if you are going to use toss slop, you do probably have to find ways to slip focus in. Um, but you can always grow something up strong, push it out two inches to get it out of melee, toss slop at something hit it with adversary and then hurt them, charge back in, yep. do some damage. That's, that is a potential um, 
you know, way to make that work. <laughs> but that is, yeah. You know, when, it, when everybody, when when you talk about Ulux One, that's probably the one thing about Ulux One that like irks me a lot is that first of all, you're tossing slop. Like you should be able to hit everybody. Like it's fine. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Second of all, like he just doesn't have any way. He's got a good gun with great triggers in a melee crew. Which <laughs> doesn't ignore right. melee. Um, so, you know, that's kind of one of those those things um, where you got to like, you got to play him. I think if you just start putting him down and stop playing him in a linear manner, he's not one of those where you can just like run up, do the same thing every single turn. Um, when we get to Ulix 2, Ulix 2 does kind of do the same-ish thing every turn. Ulix 1 is so much more versatile. And yeah, what has- about slop him up? Is that worth, I guess, trying to do? I've if never done in, it personally. If he's in melee... I think I'm you're wrong. Trouble. <laughs> so like, I will he, say he that dies. of the two, I do find myself using slop him up more. And that's because my opponents are really good at trying to get in on Ulix. That's fair. And that's where, yeah, you have to protect him because his, his defensive stats are pretty meh. But he's, he's got the protected to pass off the attack, but that gets into something we'll probably talk later about hand management with this crew. And he has good for a laugh on Slop mm-hmm. Him Up, which if you have that tome, if, you, if you're in melee with him and you have a high tome and you have terrible other cards in your hand, good for a laugh might actually not be a bad. So um, if I could real quick, um, mm-hmm. one thing we're going to touch on a bit later are Swine Cursed and... When Swine Curse die, which they will die, um, depending on what you're up against, they make a Bayou Gremlin. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, I, I have found a line of play of having Ulix just charge slap. A are you, are um, you? I was gonna say, are you good for laughing your own gremlins? I'm good for laughing my own Bayou <laughs> Gremlin. You turn a, a one of tomes into draw three cards. Draw three. Yeah. It's, oh my god. That's it's beautiful. Not bad. That is beautiful, Jen. I love that. That is, <laughs> that is hilarious. Just like this poor swine cursed has come out of his has come out of his curse. Mutation. He's no longer a ravening beast. And then Ulix just comes up and punches him right in the back of the head. Right. He's like, you're not a pig. Bah. And like Mario picks up coins, right? Like bing bing bing. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's um... amazing. I love that. I also found another thing that I don't use a lot with his abilities is the sturdy critters. Mm-hmm. You can actually reduce damage by discarding cards. Do you guys ever find yourself doing that? I, I usually find myself out of cards before that becomes viable. That's the problem I have with it. Um, when it's good, it's good. I would say, when I guess in a pinch. A, yeah. When it saves that essential, essential model, it's good. But like reducing two damage is not worth a moderate or severe yeah a moderate maybe a severe no like i don't think um i i think i really only use it with old major because old major suffers the same defense for problem (laughs) because he gets punched in the face a lot yeah he he, he's got low defense and he's very important to the way i play ulix one he's important Ulix. like that's that's a right that's an understatement he's one of the most important models in the keyword yeah, so, I, I think the or sorry, go ahead, Jim. Uh, well, I'm just so for, way I look at it for old major, 
with a defensive four, this seven in my hand, I can't cheat to dodge a hit. Sure. But I can spend it to drop damage by two. That's fair. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to think about it, actually. And it's good for chucking those. And it's good for chucking those. um, Just reducing damage by one for a week. Like, you're not going to use that Mm -hmm. week for anything else. True. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, I was going to say the last thing with Ulix that I think is really important to bring up on his card is uh, his swineherd ability where he basically can increase the melee range of his pigs by one. So now they essentially have, because most of them are zero, so Mm -hmm. this is now going to give them a one-inch reach, which really helps in a lot of kind of corner situations. It's a big deal. Um, The biggest and easiest way to deal with pigs is controlling engagement and anyone can do that if they're not near ulix or a a hog whisperer yeah this allows them to keep up with it and again with old major it makes old major a two inch reach guy y'all want to hear something funny i was playing somebody and they put a model on a box actually i think it was nick and he put a model on a box because he was like oh everything has like zero inch reach and here comes old major with his two inch reach or whatever just like nom 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 kill i think it was actually it was some kind of river monk or something it died Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he thought it was safe and then brought it back in uh okay and and I think the reason why a lot of these pigs are designed to be zero inch ra- uh, range melee is mostly because everything has stampede mm-hmm. so they can take a damage to do a point of damage to uh, to your opponent that you are in base contact with. So mm-hmm. definitely something that is nice that you still have the option to, but Ulix helps where it's like, okay, they're engaging me. I can still do an attack without moving. I was trying to look at the totality of these different models that have heard him and correct me if I'm wrong, but Ulix has heard him Penelope, his totem, the dog has heard him. Mm-hmm. And then is it the poker dudes? Whisper. What are they called? Yeah. The hog whispers. They have it. And I think mm-hmm. that's it. Correct. That is. So you can have essentially, you're probably going to have at least three models because I think hog whispers are good enough, good enough that you want to bring them pretty much in almost any Ulix list just because they have tools for the job and they have the herd them and you can make a piglet. So I'll, yeah, I always, I always like them. So I always bring one at least. Yeah. I, I don't see a reason not to bring one in any Ulix crew. And they're only six stones. Yeah. They're, right. they're, um, I mean, they're your only form of hand manipulation and tools for the job is such a good ability. It is. I am hugely fond more so probably in Ulix 2 than Ulix 1, but I'm very fond of their stick'em trigger. Yes. Um, <laughs> because Ulix 2 is a beast. Stick'em does not say beast own or not say non-leader beast. So you can have yep. them charge into Ulix, tickle him for one damage, and then he's launching a volley of arrows for free. Yeah, and... That's not once per turn or once per activation. Mm-hmm. So your hog whispers are essentially just keep poking uh, them. Ulix take two damage, take two extra actions a turn. Or swine cursed, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. people wonder like how do you build up glowy on swine cursed? Well, hog whispers are how you do it. You charge one, poke it, give it mm-hmm. um make it focus, then it has fast focus and a glowy. Then you poke it again, right? Make it charge the other swine cursed 
give it fast, give it glowy, you know. So you're you're this little cluster of like Hog Whisperer and Swine Cursed kind of building themselves up on turn one. And since you're able to sort of charge forward, you're not quite darling. Like you're only getting one mm-hmm. move up, but you're not like stuck in your deployment zone doing that. Yeah. And that actually kind of gets into something that's like a, a big broad strokes view that is something I the way I look at the the crew. It, it's an AP transfer, action transfer, and action economy crew at its mm-hmm. heart. Because yep. all your Sui can kind of like filter their actions into pigs, and all your pigs have reckless or ways to get multiple e- effective actions. So in a game like Malifaux, where the number of actions you take is how you score your points, you can just really get a, a ridiculous amount of actions out of this crew where yeah, you no. need them. Yeah, I think that's the big part of playing Ulix well, especially Ulix 1, because you can really dirtle with Ulix 1's activation uh, mm-hmm. because you can you can essentially obey something to do something kind of like meh. But then you can start doing these really cool lines of play where all of a sudden it's like Ulix is going to hurt him onto a, um, let's just call it a wild boar. Okay, the wild mm-hmm. boar is going to walk six. That's going to place Ulix because he has hit your ride. So you can mm-hmm. go, what is it, base to base with the model that walks? Or no, within two. Mm-hmm. So then you could even use that to move Ulix a crap ton and then go ahead and interact, go ahead and attack, shoot your gun. Uh, so it really opens up, I think, some really interesting lines of play when you're talking about your action economy and what you want to do to score points. Yeah, mm-hmm. It also helps unpack in a crew full yes. of big butts. Yep. Yes. And we can't talk about the unpacking. I don't know if we want to start. Oh, go, go, Jim. You're element. right where I was thinking. <laughs> so right the elements of a crew, you can't talk about Ulix without Bo Peep. The Bayou Unpacking Supreme. Bo Peep mm-hmm. is Bo Peep is actually on my shit list at the moment. Oh, because yeah. and Jim, Black you were Joker part of this, I think. Black I'm Joker sorry. Four games, four games in a row. The very, very first action I did of the game. Of the game. Race is on. Guess what? I flipped four games in a row. Black Joker. Oh yeah. Oh, I I did that. I was telling Jim I did that in the tournament in Houston. It's I was like, so maddening because it's once per once per turn, so you can't do it again. No, it's so maddening. Oh my god. I like, understand you that. And your unpack around that ability, and then mm-hmm. now you don't have that ability. It's like, oh my god, this is so annoying. Yeah, and. I, I, we talked about it enough on the podcast, but Bo, I think Bo really helps a lot with the unpack with the pushes. Uh, you can use her whip to move something if you want to be aggressive to kind of extend its uh, its threat range. You can, obviously that's going to heal a lot of your reckless models because they're going to do damage mm-hmm. to stuff. So Bo's aura is going to help a ton with that. So mm-hmm. Bo just fits, obviously she's Sui, but she fits mm-hmm. super well with this crew. Yeah. And we'll see um, when I get into talking about Ulix 2, we'll see where she, I think she's even more essential in Ulix 2 than she is okay. in Ulix 1. Yeah. Interesting. And that is one quick thing you, you pointed out. She is Sui. She does not have the pig keyword despite riding a pig. So She does there, have beast though. She does have beast, but this is a crew that is split between two keywords. And as we found, there are certain mechanics that only proc off of pig. Yeah. That you'd think she can use, but 
you can't. So mm-hmm. if you're looking to start up playing Ulix, A, definitely get Bo Peep. Yes. But B, read your abilities so that you don't try and, you know, nudge them on on Bo Peep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't grow up strong Bo Peep into anything. <laughs> uh, even though that'd but be you can hurt her. You can. You just you don't get the suit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to have a mask then. But... Okay. In looking at this, because I think this is kind of where we're starting to veer as far as we talked about some of the models, talked about kind of growing up. So looking at Ulix specifically, Ulix 1, and this mm-hmm. current gaining grounds, I think this is where we're going to kind of start looking at it. But first off, how do you guys, like, what do you like growing up into what? Are you just trying to grow everything up into a war pig? Or now swine cursed are so good, you're just growing up into a swine cursed? Because swine cursed are in a lot of situations better than war pigs. For me specifically, and I know a lot of people just love to jump straight to the... the um, They're like, war pig! War pigs. <laughs> but, like, that's a lot, especially with Ulix 1, that is a lot of work to get there. Um, a lot of high you, cards. Yeah, and cards. So you need a big card. You don't need the suit, which is nice, but you do need big cards. And in my opinion, if your goal is a war pig, start with Swinehurst, right? Don't, you know, like, um, don't try to do the two, two model jump. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's double the differential between point cost mm-hmm. and the model, right? And yeah, right. And yeah. all the pig, all the minion pigs are split by two stones per stage. So functionally, you just need an eight to go one stage to keep or a 12 to one. go two stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would say, I mean, I personally like, I like to play around. It depends on my pool. It depends on what my opponent's doing. Um, like I said, I love, um, if I didn't bring the Aramathian boar, then I really like um, uh, wild boars um, mm-hmm. if it's a schemey pool because they can just shoot off into the distance. Like they're s- with Penelope around, they are so fast. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes it's better to grow a squealer into um, a wild boar, and sometimes it's better to just go ahead and grow them up into that swine cursed and, and hold the line. And, um, I would say turn one, I don't necessarily know. And this might just be like, there's probably somebody like screaming at me when I say this, but I don't think you need a war pig on turn one mm-hmm. unless okay. your opponent is real close to you. Because the thing about war pigs is they will die. They have no oh, yeah. defenses. They are just, they've got what, mm-hmm. nine hit points? Like they're just big, chunky machines with average defense and no defensive capabilities. So right. like, yeah, if your opponent's going to like leave it open to where you can just missile a war pig right into them, teach them the error of their ways. Drop <laughs> a war pig down and hurt it into their face and then proceed to go to town. Um, okay. If not, slow roll it. Drop a swine cursed, you know, it's a little tankier. It's going to, it's going to hold out. It does almost as good. Um, the other thing I think to do is like, look at your hand. If you have, yes. high, um, if you have high masks in your hand, a swine curse is probably going to do more than the war pig because of onslaught. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, if they've got armor, 
and you don't have a good way to get out glowy, then Warpig, you want those high tomes, go for a Warpig, because a Warpig is going to mm-hmm. armor pierce their face in. Um, and because they're top end is six, usually a Warpig can one round anything with armor. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and I, I think that's a good point to think. Ulix really is like, you play Ulix based off of your hand, I feel. That kind of determines mm-hmm. how hard to the paint you're going to go. And mm-hmm. there's times where you are loaded up and you're like, this is a hand where something needs to die. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times where you're like, oof, this isn't a lot. I need to go scheme or get points and try to kind of maybe avoid the fight a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do feel like Ulix one is probably more scheme heavy than kill, even though he still has the possibility to kill. It's almost like you got to feel it out with Ulix one. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. a feel it out situation. Yeah, uh, for, for me, I tend to hire one or two pig between two and three piglets really mm-hmm. in most of my ulix one crews. Two. yeah piglets are the true mvp piglets are the true mvp of the keyword piglets MVP. are so oh, yeah. good they're so they're, good they're so fast they're significant they can get three actions so you can just you know you run them off to a corner and if they die they still do a job because of their mm-hmm. delicious bacon yeah. but because of the change to how summoning works I will try and take enough piglets that I will turn into strat runners and then summon in piglets that become my beaters. Mm-hmm. So, so are you bringing the sow then a lot? Is that what you're doing? Or are you right doing now that through the I herders? Have, yeah, right now I've been doing the sow a lot. And my, my usual package is one herder and one sow and then okay. two or three piglets. Yeah. And if I can I was get down the piglets, on the sow a lot, I think at the beginning of GG3, I was just like, okay, this isn't going to work. Um, and then I started really playing her. And um, mm-hmm. the one thing I realized about piglets that is kind of true is that even if you don't grow them up, a piglet can cause a lot of chaos. Hell yeah. And, yeah. And, and then just become a marker. So sometimes mm-hmm. there's a point of like, either I'm baiting my opponent into killing them and dropping the marker where I want it to go. Or that piglet's just going to stampede through their crowd, maybe hit mm-hmm. Rampage, bounce around a couple more times, and just yep. generally be obnoxious. And with Ulix 2, it's even better because then they're all on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and the I've been known to definitely hire a piglet and then take that as a hidden martyr with uh, Old Major or something. Mm-hmm. And usually Old Major dies and somehow the piglet survives, so that's always funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, old um, majors out there uh, giving out pig orders. He's got to be at the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one thing to keep in mind about the sow, and I'll, I won't spend too much time on her, is that um, she is able to grow with Ulix One. Um, yeah. Because Ulix One targets a friendly, non undead pig, and she's only one stone difference from a war pig. So mm-hmm. for, like, I think it's a six you can turn her into a war pig after she's done her job. And then just, mm-hmm. you know, you have a very cheap pocket war pig there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you do have to keep in mind when that grow up happens, the model heals four. So, I mean, that's not nothing. That's yeah. a huge amount of healing. And that's the thing. This crew has a ton of healing between bow peep, between proper care and all of the tear off a bite and eat yes. your fill pro- effects. Especially if, if they're you, next to old major. Yeah, if you can 
survive enough to hit something, you can probably heal back to full in an activation. Mm-hmm. Jim, how yeah. well do uh, war pigs heal back up? <laughs> uh, is there a story there? I mean, <laughs> there's a story there. So Mabe and I, in prep for Nova, did the Parker Ulix matchup like two, two or three times, I think. Were you doing? Were you doing Dead Man Walking? Yeah, I was doing the Dead Man Walking. Maeve had a uh, Pork Belly Protector, and at Nova, Pork Belly Protector made a War Pig, sent it after half of my crew, yep. and I was like, "Gotcha, almost dead." And I just have to drop a, a ski marker and and ping you, and you're dead. And the War Pig said, "How about instead, I eat Doc Mitchell, I eat this model, and I'm now back to full." Yeah, what's that? He- healing four six if it's next to Bo Peep. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, it was a little, yeah, it was a little gross. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's that's the crazy that, thing. But that's the thing, though, right? That's that inconsistent consistency, right? Like, right. They can do that, or they can just die. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, they they can get one, they can get one activation killed pretty cool, pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. But they, but if you let them live, if you left, if you leave a war pig on the board to do what it's going to do. Oh, yeah they're going to absolutely wreck the board. Yeah, and- I think that's important. You can't you can't just charge your pigs just at your opponent. You have to take avenues. You have to kind of use your herd them to set it up. You have to do active. I think activation order is very important with Ulix because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. want models to activate in a very specific way. And I feel like you want to build it up probably to at the end of the turn, you should have a heavy hitting pig ready to slam into something, especially mm-hmm. turn one and two. Um, so that's yeah. usually how I line up my early turns. Yeah, I like to try and get two possible threats in different parts of the board. Um, Just in case one dies. <laughs> yeah, if you lose the initiative and your opponent goes after pig A, pig B can go, all right, I'm going to go punish on this side. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I will say that Swinecursed and war pigs are really good for that because of all the movement shenanigans that they can do. Yep. Um, Deadly pursuit on war pigs is something that I always forget about until so good, but yeah, you can just, you want to be charging so often. Wait, wait, I'm going to just, I'm going to talk so much about Ulix too. It's going to make both of you blush. I'm telling you, like there's so many just, and I'm sure you guys have started to see the tricks too, but mm-hmm. there's so many gross little interactions you can do with Ulix too, but we're still on one. So we'll get there. yeah. What is Ulix one good at as far as pool wise? So if I'm looking at strategies, what do you guys think Ulix one is, is good at as far as I want to drop him into? Carve a path. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carve is Ulix's. I think he struggles. Um, I think he's going to struggle with um, the two holding no, guard, guard stash, stash and mm-hmm. covert ops. Covert ops. That's it. So he's going to struggle with those mostly because of the zero inch melee ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's going to have a hard time with those, I think. Um, but carve a path is definitely like his bread and butter. Um Cursed objects can be really, really good. You just have to play. You have to use his herdum actions to put the, the stone or whatever on your opponent's right. models. Yeah. And one of the cute things you can do there is if your opponent gives your piglets a curse token when you summon them in because they 
are summoned in. That's the opponent's prerogative. Yep. Uh, that piglet can at the end, like at any point in the following turn, go reckless, run 12 inches with Penelope nearby, or is it 14 inches? I think they're move five. Yeah, they're move five. So that'd make a mistake. So, yeah, 12 inches. And then here's your, here's your curse token. Um, <laughs> you can kill me. I don't care now. Um, it, it's uh, that amount of speed allows you to trade off the uh, general yeah, fragility. I, I even like there. the herd him ability to, you know, herd the piglet, put the object back on your opponent. That's mm-hmm. something that I. I haven't played yet, but I can see myself doing in those situations that I bring Elix one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could definitely see that. I've had a piglet summon in um, and then next turn run into um, zip and start throwing tokens on zip. Nice. <laughs> You're so mean because you know zip can't get rid of them. I know. That's what makes it great. <laughs> He's just trying to hold all those tokens somehow. I learned that lesson the hard way. It was like, oof. Yeah, I, they threw it on Zip, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Mistakes made. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough. Okay, so I can see it in those two two strats, definitely. I think Ulix is also surprisingly good at dropping scheme markers, so, like, spread mm-hmm. them out's pretty good. Breakthrough's really good for, you know, a random pig running down. Mm-hmm. And he can load um, him up pretty good just because he can drop so many scheme markers. Yeah, load him and up. Then, like, and then, like... You killing his models makes more scheme markers, so it makes it easier. <laughs> set the uh, trap can, is really good. Yeah, set the trap. You send a piglet into the middle of the enemy crew. They kill it. Hey, you gave me a point. You, they don't kill it. Hey, I've got a piglet there. Uh, tying yeah. you up or whatever. Definitely. Sabotage. I love, I love um, piglets for sabotage. I've done okay with... Um, Help me out here, Jim. What is the one? Um, secret meetup. I've done okay secret with meetup. the secret meetup, but that's mm-hmm. because there's a weird psychology to secret meetup that has yeah. nothing to do with your crew. Um, mm-hmm. It just if you know where things are going to happen, secret meetups pretty easy to do. Um, yeah, and with the pools having so many terrain markers as part of the strategy, you have where one of the fights is going to be. You can just pick. I'll oh, pick the guard the stash mm-hmm. marker in the center boom yeah. you know and he's just really easy at getting models there he's so fast the whole crew was just insanely fast mm-hmm. um it can do um oh, yeah yeah anything that any scheme that requires you to be in the opponent's deployment zone done um and he can do it even if it's corner mm-hmm. yeah and i will say with this crew because we are talking about how it can scheme and do things but the punch potential even on Ulix one is definitely there. I think especially when you have old major up because old major is there just to cause problems, but also mainly for go hog wild because it's giving you a positive to the damage flip and it's giving you a built in Ram. So really it's allowing you to flip more car. As long as you hit with your pigs, which you're going to have a lot of attacks. If you want to go that Mm -hmm. route, it's going to be a lot of cards and you're going to be flipping a lot of positives or a lot mm-hmm. of straights, which is going to let you delete models. So that can get pretty gross too, if they don't deal with old major. Yeah. Yep, I agree. And a model I've been experimenting with, with Ulix one in specific is the lucky effigy. Ooh, nice. Because the aura of luck to get that try again, that buy you two card effect. Sure. It's just cheat really, off the top. Yeah. It's not great for your summons, but you can do things like uh, 
truffles with a piglet turn one three times and just keep flipping until you flip a severe and then wait to your next activation, go with the hog whisperer and just pick it up. Yep. You know, just kind of fill your discard pile to, to look for And cards. everybody forgets about truffles. Like truffles is just mm-hmm. another random, like, Hey, let's move your important pieces somewhere else. It's really good though. It's a really it good. Is. I, it, I probably mm-hmm. until the Houston tournament, I didn't know that was an ability or an action. I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with like guard, the stash or covert ops right now, if you were to play, you into that, you can bait people and say, ah, put my pig right here. Oh, you're going to engage me. I'm going to yoink it over to this side. Now it's in a scoring position. Um, you know, it's more movement shenanigans, more action transfer. Well, because you could even do it. So let's say you're getting towards the end of the turn. You could even do it where it's like you summon a piglet with the sour or something, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it can't activate because it's, you know, mindless or whatever. But what mm-hmm. you can do is you can hurt it or hurt him on it to then do mm-hmm. truffles to move something out of engagement mm-hmm. or something. So mm-hmm. yeah. just little tricks like that are really kind of just really cute with this crew. Well, and that's where that action funneling comes in in this. Yes. Like everything is a, every activation is a potential other activation for something else or someone, something else that is either already gone or hasn't gone yet can move to a position where they need to be. You know, you can truffles them away. Um, If you look at the trigger on the war pigs, they have a, uh, a trigger to eat a marker, which can be Mm -hmm. like, that can be point, scoring or point removing yeah. right mm-hmm. and like slop haulers we we haven't really touched on them all that much but are those a model they, uh, <laughs> they are and they have like an eight inch pulse pull all pigs towards them effect so if you get it up the board you can just completely reposition your entire crew towards one location it's bananas yeah. I've tried the slop hauler before. I and I want to get it to work because I have the Ross Jebson model. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I got to put it on the table more. It, it's it's okay. Oh, I haven't I haven't gotten it to do a lot of good stuff, but they can do stop some wacky theory stuff. crafting. Tell me how it really works. They're tricky. <laughs> I mean, they're tricky. They they suffer the same problem that Ulix does. They've got a gun that you really really want to use, and yeah. everything's in melee. Mm-hmm. Um, but feed the piggies is good. You know, like honestly, I, I just find that they're easy to kill, so my opponents usually just drop them real quick. Yeah, and they compete with hog whisperers, and I just for that price range, I don't see why you wouldn't just take another hog whisperer. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on the pool. It depends on like if I know things are going to be very punchy, then mm-hmm. I'll slip a hog whisp- or slop holler in. But I also sometimes look at that and go for just a couple more points. I could throw in um, Bo Fishbacher, yeah. mm-hmm. and he does a lot more. Yeah, so, and more survivable. And more survivable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Can, yeah, and I, I do want to pause for a second before we get to the title because if you like a flavorful, just the models are disgustingly cool looking, this crew has so much flavor and so much just uniqueness to it. I mean, your master's peg legged with a bow. And mm-hmm. probably a sack full of piglets. His title, he's riding a flaming pig. You have a pig that is your henchman that is also a ranking officer, apparently. You have Penelope, who's, <laughs> you know, a really good dog. You have a hog whisperer that is carrying piglets, which is my favorite hog whisperer. Oh, there he is. 
He's literally just carrying these piglets around. Like anybody mm -hmm. can see that because it's by you. You have the squealers who have these, you know, record players on their backs. You have all these just beautiful, fun looking models that are awesome to paint. But you're going to spend a lot of money because it's a big keyword. <laughs> yeah. I, I think well, it's the most expensive keyword. In Bayou, I think for sure. Oh, I don't no, know. If... I think in the game. Maybe. I think I mathed it out at one point. I think Sandeep might be the only more expensive keyword. I was going to say, Sandeep's way up there, too. Okay, so we'll give Ulix second place for most expensive to buy all the boxes. <laughs> but yeah, it is kind of wild. It is definitely kind of wild. Um, and Old Major, Old Major has his name because he is actually a reference. He's a reference to a character in the novel Animal Farm. Oh, that makes sense. That's nifty. There's so much, you know, uh, novel references in the game. So many novel references in the, in the game. Uh, it's it's one of the fun things is when you go and read through a character and go, oh, hey, I recognize where that person's from. Mm -hmm. um, don't let the books don't let the books back here fool you. I don't even know how to read. <laughs> yeah. the, um, and the nightmare version of Ulix. Russ yeah, talk Nachman. about that is the name of the uh, donkey that uh, Don Quixote rides in. Mm -hmm. So, Maeve, did, did I see right that you reacquired the Nightmare Ulix stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I even made I even made a Nightmare um, sow. Nice. I had an extra one. Um, so I got one and then my son had one that, that we had had in his collection and he just has no interest in playing Ulix. So I stole <laughs> his, took the old major nightmare and then two um, of the they're all unicorns, that, right? Is that the yeah, thing with that nightmare? And spliced their heads together and made a, uh, and turned the, the, the extra old major into a new style. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then I put, um, Rosanade on a war rabbit to make uh, Ulix too. <laughs> so, That's sweet. Which is kind uh, of sad. I do love the Ulix two model. I really, really do. But yeah. um, I'll, put, I'll post wanted... pictures of mine. But the dude's just riding a flaming pig, right? Yeah, he's, he's so just... cool. Yeah, so cool. I wanted the um, I wanted to keep the theme, and the only thing I haven't sure. done yet is. Um, I haven't done the squealers. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do with the squealers yet. So mm -hmm. they're still, um, still trying to figure out how to turn horse, horses into squealers. I might give them like big megaphone, take like more of the little mini pigs and then give mm -hmm. them like big megaphones or something. Yeah. And I think getting into Ulix 2, talking about all these cool models, Ulix 2, I think, complements. And this is what I, when they talked about titles, this is how I envisioned it, envisioned it working. I think Ulix 2 complements Ulix 1 very well. I think yeah. Ulix 2 does something unique. He is, a, I think he focuses more on the damage aspect of things. And mm -hmm. it gives a disgusting ranged attack that the keyword really doesn't have. And to me, that's a big deal because now your opponent can't just sit back and just wait for the pigs to come to them and, you know, maybe pick them off as they come in because Ulix mm -hmm. is kind of up there getting his pigs where they need to be, but he's also throwing these bolts of fire down range causing chaos. And he, he does, uh, does he ignore, I don't know. Does he ignore 
being in oh he does ignore friendly fire so that's the thing you were complaining about Maeve. <laughs> is that yes, the thing you liked the most does. when you saw it uh i beta tested him so i made sure that that was a thing that happened <laughs> you, you had weird too and you're like if you're gonna give him a sweet ass bow Mm-hmm. He's because I'm sure you voice that the pigs are going to be engaging stuff. Yeah, that would yeah, make the bow useless. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has to be. It has to be. And he does so much. So Ulix two changes. It very much changes how the keyword plays in that they're less like um, a lot of times. Like you'll see Ulix and he's kind of Ulix one and he's kind of like this sort of like bubble crew of like make a pig and throw it out make a pig and throw it out yeah Ulix one is more um i actually or it looks too i'm i i feel like they play a lot more like nephilim in that they're mm-hmm. like fast mm-hmm. skirmisher you know get in and just cause absolute mayhem yep. um he's so tanky 14 wounds hard to wound like he's only defense four which really sucks but like Potential to have shielded, it doesn't happen often enough that I'm happy about that. But like yeah. with all that healing, 14 wounds and hard to wound, like you have to put work into killing Ulix 2. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think the thing that surprised me about Ulix 2 is I think you can get sucked into looking at his attack actions because they're they're both really good. I'm actually a big fan of using the bow, but once you get in there, I love his melee attack. It is pretty close to a Nakima, like type attack it's gonna it's gonna wreck some stuff but i think as a crew overall the power here is actually for the unresisted damage there's a hundred percent yeah there's a ton of stuff where you're putting out burning so people are taking burning damage you're doing stampede so stuff's taking you know point of damage there uh bacon beeline just does two damage if you go through stuff uh bow peep if you do uh, her ability and you take the crow that's already built in you do mm-hmm. i think one or two points of damage so mm-hmm. there's just a ton of like oh that model only has two hit points left let me just kill it real quick yep right and i'm going to go ahead and probably irritate anyone who's listening and loves ulix too and say let's just go ahead and start this for our conversation bacon <laughs> line is so so good and the trigger doesn't even really matter it when doesn't. it does it's good when when mm-hmm. you get it off it's fantastic but flinging piglets eight inches up the board smashing everything they go through for two unresistible damage and burning is worth it in no matter what like yeah. taking a um a, a swine curse that's fully loaded up with glowy that you know is not going to die and throwing it as far up the board as you can throw it through enemy models into the group that it wants to be in in the first place. That's, that's so amazing. It's I do sugar. like that bacon uh, bacon beeline. I do like that you can just switch a swine cursed and a war pig out because mm-hmm. they're the same size, so it doesn't matter if there's burning. Yep. So you can just be mm-hmm. like, cool, I want a war pig in this situation, or oh, cool, let me get a swine cursed. And low-key... I mean, I know we've been talking about Swine Curse because they're super freaking good, but there was a matchup. I think it was Nick was playing uh, Misaki with all that extended reach. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, let me just switch this into a Swine Curse. Let me do heroic intervention, you know, get wrecked. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That heroic intervention comes in and just 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 ruins people's day. Um, it's it's one of the best things about their their card as far as I'm concerned, because that solves 
that engagement problem. It does. Mm-hmm. And the heal the the passive healing you're getting with Bo Peep on top of Glowy, it's like Swinecurse can have like twelve effective wounds. They can have more wounds than a master when when you get down to the how much time it takes to chew through them. Yeah, Jim, do you have uh, going back to Bacon Beeline? Do you have a lot of games with Ulix too, or are you doing a lot of theory crafting right now? Mostly theory crafting because I haven't gotten my hands on the model yet. Sure. I've played a couple games on Vassal, and those <laughs> are on my channel. Shot a quick plug to my YouTube channel, but um, he and I have played each other a lot of times where he's played against my Ulix. So are. When you do bake and beeline, Jim, are you trying to get the trigger to grow up stuff that's, you know, going through fire? Or are you just more using it for movement and, and to just unrelented damage or unresisted? I, I should say? I'm in the camp where I, I do it for the movement. I've tried to force it to happen turn one to do the turn a piglet into a war pig or whatever. And it felt way too dirtily. I was going to say, I think, I think I was talking with Maeve about this on Discord at one point. Just like I think Ulix 1 kind of can throw into a grow trap, I think if you start bringing too much tech to put fire out so then you can grow stuff up with Bacon Beeline, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a trap because then you're getting out of what your keyword wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, if you can bring Maris, and, and I'm not saying don't bring Maris. She's, she's a good okay, model, I tried it you know, once. But you, you then have to hope that your models fail or you're spending cards that you probably don't want to spend to make Mm -hmm. sure that they fail. And then you have less cards in your hand, which becomes really, really frustrating, especially because like low or low masks are very, very, very important with Ulix too, especially in the list I build because you're so dependent on um, hog whispers to get that extra AP out, you want that sickum. So if you don't have those masks, those early masks, then you're you're sort of losing out. And, yeah, you almost uh, got to wait for your tools for the job for a mask to get flipped, and then you're mm-hmm. not controlling kind of the activations mm-hmm. at that point. So yeah, bacon mm-hmm. beeline is definitely one of those. Like I, I've had to do like up to eight damage, right? Like a um, yeah, piglet being shoved six and seven inches up the board because it's a 30 millimeter model can clip and they get put on fire. So that's another one damage. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened in that. um, That's what happened in that game that that Jim and I were playing. Mm -hmm. Ulix on his turn did a bacon beeline on a swine cursed, sent it through what three or four models, Jim. Pretty much my entire bubble. (laughs) And then turned it into a war pig and like, Oh dear. Turned around and murdered. Yeah. Murdered everything. And it was like, it happened because that extra two unresistible damage just pinging mm-hmm. through things like yeah, it's it's so, it's so it's and to, to your point pete it's that armor incorporeal stuff like that ulix has so many ways around that yeah and then you add in that it just has triggers to deal with you have triggers to deal with things that your abilities don't deal with mm-hmm and bacon beeline is good because it does that raw damage, that raw reposition. Yep. The grow is nice, but yeah, it's absolutely not something that you need to twist 
twist your hand around to make it happen. Yeah. Now it does get, it's, it is kind of interesting because it's almost the opposite of um, Ulix one and that mm-hmm. it does tend to get easier to do in the late middle to late game mm-hmm. because you're able to grow. You've got more models of burning on them. Yes. And <laughs> it is very possible to send a uh, piglet that was summoned last turn into a couple models and turn it into a war pig. And then suddenly you've got a, a five health war pig at the end of the turn hanging out in your, your enemies, you know, grouped up inside your enemy's stuff. And things are going to get real bad for your opponent real quick mm-hmm. after that happens. Yeah. Um, and we've been loosely referencing it, but the thing that's putting all the burning out is the uh, pigs of fire. I'm sure that's a little nod to chariots of fire, but yeah. uh, basically anytime a pig, either goes into base with something or moves through something, it gains burning one. So it's so it's pretty gross. It's so mm-hmm. good, especially when you consider like, um, that's where Bo Peep gets really good. And that's where Ulix gets really good because they both have Stampede. So yes. they can charge through models. Um, and then you uh, I think you mean, tra- you mean Trample? Or yeah, no, Trample. Stampede. Trample, sorry. Yeah, Trample. Yeah. And then they have, um, then you have Rampage Triggers. Which is why mm-hmm. in Ulix 2, whether it grows or not, a single piglet can cause absolute mortal hell. Right? Mm-hmm. You can you can bake it beeline it in. If they don't take care of it on their next activation, it activates, charges, hits rampage, you know, stampedes, burning, rampages, bounces through a couple models, attacks again, maybe it hits rampage again, bounces yep. back through a couple models, mm-hmm. like then you reckless and you do it one more time and yeah i was doing the same thing with a war pig um i actually got a video coming out probably shortly after this gets released um where i kind of go through the turn one unpacking and then when i do that with ulix 2 i go through okay if i have a hot hand then this is how i aggressively unpack Mm -hmm. so it was basically i had a hot hand in the in the game that i brought uh, ulix 2 at houston so i was like okay something's dying this turn so basically, I, I end up doing a lot of herdoms, a lot of manipulations, but then I use Bacon Beeline on a Swine Cursed, and then I turn it into a War Pig, mm-hmm. and then that mm-hmm. War Pig just goes in, and I think I wrecked like two or three models in the first turn and a half, because you're going through, you're doing Stampedes, you can you know charge multiple times, and then to what you were saying, Jim, I mean, you always said that you forget about the uh, about the stupid, what the Deadly Pursuit. Deadly Pursuit. Yeah. Well, you deadly pursuit back in, you do another burning to them. So mm-hmm. it's just, there's so much that you can do with the rampage trigger. There's armor piercing triggers with the war pigs. I really do feel like there's a lot of moments where you, Ulix has a ton of tools. You mm-hmm. just need to mm-hmm. unlock where to use them. So yeah. that's why I like the keyword a lot, because I think you start to see certain pigs do certain things very well. Yeah, and that's where Bacon Beeline is really good because, like, you can send a Swine Cursed in, and once you've used up its glowy tokens, then you Bacon Beeline it through, turn it into a War Pig. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you've got all you've got access to like the ability, and you can still do the same thing with this with the sow. When the sow mm-hmm. has grown everything she needs to grow, you can Bacon Beeline her through a model or two, or she doesn't even need to go through a model because she's size three, and boom, yep. she's just switch it out to whatever. So mm-hmm. quick question for you both, because I'm sitting here going through the app as we're talking, just looking at stuff and I'm looking at ruffles. 
Have either <laughs> of you tried ruffles with Ulix too? Because I've seen the stolen starter gun that's just oh. push the target two inches. So you do a damage to a pig, push them, give someone else extra burning. And you got this false start trigger, which is on any mask. So more mask pressure, but it pushes them, does damage that they go through. It's like they're there are out of keyword options that can move your crew a lot to I mean, really it's a verse it's a versatile so you're not paying yeah. an extra stone yeah. for it i wish mm -hmm. instead of trample he had running gun if he had running gun with cool. starter gun god it would be so mm -hmm. good and crazy chicken is good i mean especially if he's near bo peep because then he heals right back up like yeah mm -hmm. i mean a, a three inch pulse if you hit three or four pigs that's three or four burning you're handing out Mm -hmm. you know seems I mean, okay I, I can see it being okay the problem that i think you run into is it is i mean six stones is not terrible um but once again you want to be i think there's certain pools where it would be good so if you're bringing ulix 2 into like guard the stash where you want to be in certain areas i think ruffles mm -hmm. is really good in that situation mm -hmm. i think in other pools where you're focused on not positioning necessarily i wouldn't bring them but i i could see myself in guard the stash bringing that that's a definitely a cute little tech pick yeah i also and, just don't have the the points for him i think because usually yeah. i run bo peep mm -hmm. i run a slop hauler or not slop hauler a hog whisper i run um old major i tend to run the sow i like to run like one the swine cursed in there first um, because Bo Peep and Swinecurst are so good, especially with the races on on turn one, because she mm -hmm. pushes she pushes them up, and then she pushes herself through them, gives them fast, gives them a focus or gives them a glowy, um, and then she heals herself. She, she can reckless and heal herself right back up. Um, there's just she can um, if you have the the mask in your hand, you can hogwash hog slosh them back up for not that much damage and she can just rearrange like so much of your crew and then you just come back in and spend one of your ap with ulix that you can you know potentially smash them with a um hog whisper yeah it it's to tough when you um it's tough when you essentially have i would probably call it 23 stones of you're almost taxed because I don't think, I think you almost always want to bring old major. He's just good, especially with I don't know that, I don't know that the keyword works without him. That's what I'm saying. And then you're going to bring Bo Peep. I just think that's something you're going to see. And then mm -hmm. honestly, most people, I see at least one hog whisper in their list. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's 23 stones that you can say is already filled out. So it's hard to squeeze in another six yeah. um, when it's not a pig. And Ulix always bring, um, I almost always hire Swine Cursed and Ulix too. Yeah, at least one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a thing. You know, there are some factions out there where going out of, like Thunders, out of keyword, versatile hires are a, a major part of how you approach a crew. Mm -hmm. And I think Bayou has a much stronger keyword identity yeah. when it comes to yeah. hiring. You know, um, yeah. that it can make versatiles or out of keywords a little more situational. No, yeah, because we haven't even talked about we haven't even talked about Gracie and Gracie's a pig. 
Yeah. And a lot of times there's just not room for, unfortunately. So, yeah. I have, I have what I consider three flex picks for Ulix. Um, the Sal when I need her. Sure. Gracie when I need something that's going to just be big and beefy. Hang around. And the Aramathian boar when the, the board, board sucks. Really annoys <laughs> the out of me. Yeah. Or it's going to be a very punchy game because that Aramathian boar. Um, can reduce damage with the underbrush. Well, so, okay. So say you have a six of, um, you have a six of masks in your hand, which I know we've already talked about how masks are a premium, sure. but you have a six of masks in your hand. You can hurt them with Penelope, make a thing, or the underbrush, get mm -hmm. the trigger, push the Aramathian boar in. It pops up somewhere within six inches and you have a backfield underbrush to protect Ulix, who in Ulix 2 is, you know, basically just like on turn one and two is kind of just gunning people down. Um, so having that protection nearby means the Aramathian boar can do that, can make potentially three, maybe four underbrush to protect your crew when you need it protected. So yeah. mm -hmm. um, I really like him a lot. I just don't, he's not an always pick. He, right. he and Gracie and the Sal kind of like trade out to be, you know, sort That's of like good... figure where they go. And I think the uh, getting back to kind of Ulix, uh, the pork belly protector, um, he's definitely going to be shooting a lot of arrows early. Even the cool thing is, even if he gets engaged, he can still shoot because he has piggyback, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. um, but we were talking about the stick em trigger off the hog whisperer where you can just essentially get that mask. You can poke Ulix or another pig. And basically you can have them shoot the bow some more, which the bow, I, I don't, you're more, I'd say you use the bow more than I do, Maeve. Yeah, so I like you want to, you want to kind of explain maybe some cool situations that you've gotten off with that bow. Okay. So basically the thing about the bow that is really cool is that you can use old majors um, ability. <laughs> Somehow hog wild works on the hog bow. Wild. Yeah. Uh, not Well, it's not just Hogwild. It's his... Um, or Go Hogwild, yeah, but... Yeah. It, it, it's his actual Nudge him on. You can use Nudge him on, Oh, yeah. Discard a Tome, and then um, suddenly he has built-in uh, Tomes on all of his shots. So he's yeah. shooting with a 2-4-5. They must discard a card. You're getting a positive on damage. You're getting a positive on damage, and it's going to drop burning everywhere. So if they're mm -hmm. bundled up at all, like every shot he's taking is just that extra burning damage, um, which can absolutely just like uh, murder out crews that need to bundle up. Like I was playing against um, a Nelly crew, and... On turn one, I think he put like four or five burning on almost his entire crew. <laughs> Just by shooting into him and getting hit Just by Just taking him, you know? two damage at the end of the turn. Yeah. Mm. You know, so I, I really well, think like that's kind of like old, you know, because like old major, old major is such a struggle because he looks like he should be a very punchy in your face, but you not. really don't want him. <laughs> in your face all that often because he will die and when he dies he takes away so much utility from your crew. I think the big thing with Old Major, because it's almost like you can send your other pigs to go do the dirty work 
an old major and Ulix are just kind of slowly moving up the board while Ulix is, you know, shooting bows down range and you're getting a positive built in since your next old major. So, I mean, you're more likely to get to that four and five damage track, which is really yeah. cool. And mm -hmm. Nugamon is an ability on all major that you cannot forget. It is, it yeah. is so good being able to turn on, um, uh, onslaught, on swine cursed or armor piercing on war pigs or um burning you know um on ulix 2 like all of that is incredibly important i think oh uh, nudge Amon doesn't work with uh ulix 2 though because it's a minion it says, right. yeah, a minion. Minion. right you're right but because we don't want to cheat we don't want to yeah, encourage right, right. people cheat. But yeah, so you know like the ability to just make a swine curse or make a war pig do exactly once again be consistent mm -hmm. it is important because like a fast swine curse who has built-in masks on every attack is swinging six times yeah i hear hinamatsu is good for taking six yeah. attacks yeah, and costs bad, right? more well yeah, and th like, this goes back to the consistency as well because these actions are happening but since you're doing the thing you're going to do anyways, which is charge and attack stuff, you're putting mm -hmm. burning out and you're probably doing stampede damage. And if your attacks hit and do damage, even the better. But mm -hmm. your chances are your the models you're going to, into are taking at least two points of damage somewhere throughout the turn. Mm -hmm. Correct. And you're not doing nothing. Even if you miss, you're not doing, you know, you're doing something to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that discard for adversary beast as someone yes. on the receiving end of that, that is very disruptive. And with the volume of attacks the crew can put out, being able to not deny attacks because you had to ditch cards to not have plus flips on everything is, a, it, I'm not going to say oppressive because it's not oppressive, but it is very potent. Because the last option. thing you want, you don't want adversary on a bunch of models where pigs are going into. Because mm -hmm. if you're allowing the pigs to flip, you know, a positive on the duel and possibly a positive on the damage, you're in a bad way there. It's just bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about Ulix 2 that's interesting is that you do, um, there is an activation game to yeah. play. Because, like, you kind of want to go first because you want, um, you want to put that hand pressure on them. You want to get burning out. You want to um, bake and beeline to put things in position. You want to soften them up because that's what Ulix, that's what Ulix Two is kind of doing for the rest of your crew. He's sort of like throwing in those two, four, five damage tracks to sort of soften them up. And then when they get close enough to him, he's charging in and punching them for for you know pretty serious damage. Um, mm -hmm. You also kind of want him to go late sometimes because you want him to heal back up after he's taken a bunch of damage. Like if he mm -hmm. goes early, he doesn't heal back up. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I think something else to talk about with this crew is you looks too in general because bacon beeline makes your, a lot of your models ridiculous, mo or, sorry, ridiculously mobile, but the crew in general is just a super fast crew. Like if you're trying to hide models it's going to be hard to do that. I mean, I've even Ulix to himself, the pork belly projector, even him, I've gotten from one side of the board all the way to the other 
through things like Bo Peep's whip to mm -hmm. um, things like uh, the stick on the pokem, whatever trigger off the uh, off the hog whisper. So there's a lot of ways to for your crew to quickly reposition to deal with your opponent's crap. So that's why mm -hmm. I like him specifically because I'm just like, cool, you're going to try to do breakthrough. Let me go kill that some bitch real quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, just, uh, I know I'm in more of the theory foe side of things here, but Pork Belly Protector size four. You give him two gremlin in a ghillie suit, he's size five. Yeah, yeah, that boy. Over <laughs> most buildings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he can see you, he will find you, and he will shoot you. Yeah, um, so squishy, small support pieces, you just get within 12 of them, and Ulix will just remove them. Well, and that's he, the thing. He's just good at that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's hard to put out of place with lures and obeys and that, or, you know, obey style abilities and all that because he is willpower seven. Yeah. And can we also say how crazy it is that he's move six, move seven if he starts next to Penelope? <laughs> so good. That's crazy. Beautiful. So good. So good. Yeah. He's super now, fast. He's going to get un there. Unlike Maeve, I do like the bow early. But man, that immolation tusk, I love hitting that mid to late game because yeah. there's so much stuff with fire. You're reducing it to give yourself like positives. It's a three, four, six damage track. It has shove aside. So if they're really, if they have a bunch of stuff hanging out, you can really kind of start just demolishing things and you're putting out more burning when you're hitting them. So it's, and sure, why not? You have tear off a bite just to heal yourself in bad situations, but mm -hmm. it's just, that melee, I just love doing work with it. It's it's the yeah. bow is great, but I just love taking pig and eating stuff. You just have to make yeah. sure that you have cleared out the obstacles that are going to kill him. Because yeah. defense four means that even with hard to wound, means that he is killable. Yeah, um, don't just run him up. It's yeah. like you want to shoot the bow like you were saying, Maeve. And then once the other pigs have kind of neutralized the scary things... And it's like, okay, now you looks can kind of come in and help clean up. At Nova, mm -hmm. I was playing against um, one of your... Uh, I think it was John, wasn't it? Was it John? Um, John it's one of the DC. It's one of the DC... Oh. Uh, no, it's one of the DC people. And they were playing Colette. And Ulix went in on turn two and killed Cassandra. And he killed... Um, he killed Cassandra and Carlos in like one turn. Like no that's problem. a pretty good turn. That's a pretty good turn. Yeah, like he had softened him up a little bit before, but it was literally just go in, murder these things. Now he did turn around and put a duet in his face and murder him after that. But I felt like the points were scored. Like mm -hmm. you know, it was a it was a worthwhile exchange. Um, so yeah, yeah. Really so capable of just like putting on that damage, but you do have to. Did you have a hot hand going into that, though? No, not super hot. It was just okay. how the cards fell, you know? Like, mm -hmm. he had, like, because one focus on him to start. Th that's the thing that I've noticed, because Ulix 2, you do have the initial kind of reaction where you want to just go kill stuff. But I do think it is the same as Ulix 1, where you really have to gauge your hand. Because one of the negatives that we're going to talk about here, and we're moving into that, is that the crew in general isn't great at drawing cards there's a couple of good for mm -hmm. laugh triggers but really you're and i mean i think what if the piglets 
No, they drop stuff. So really, it's just you're good for laugh triggers. <laughs> yeah, it, good for laugh. It's um, tools for the job. Yeah. You really need to be looking if you want to add card quality to your crew. It's going to come in the form of versatiles or out of keyword hires. Who speaking who does of that hurt? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Jim, have you been playing? I know you were wanting to try out smugglers. How did they work out for you? So my smugglers have arrived, but they are still not built. Great. So you, so haven't, played, you haven't played them yet? I haven't, I haven't brought them out. So smugglers are one of the things I'm looking at as trying a as a card filter mechanic. Because a smuggler can, in one activation, cycle six cards, which seems okay. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have the benefit of the hat that you get in Somer. True. But it does give you the ability to dig for those moderate cards you need to um, do your summons, do your herdums, do your nudge-ons, stuff like that. I've heard a lot of folks tell me that Big Brain Bryn is a model they would recommend bringing because of Arcane Reservoir and Calculate. Into, but, into Ulex? Into Ulex. Nah. And, that's, and that's kind of where I'm falling because, yes, Arcane Reservoir is good. Yes, calculate the possibilities can make your deck get super hot. But he's going to get left behind. Yeah. What else is he going to do for you? That's my you know? problem with Bryn. Even in Maw, that's my problem with Bryn is I love Bryn and I bring him with Maw maybe 65% of my lists. Mm -hmm. um, but there's just times where stuff is just more mobile than him. And he's kind of just, you pretty much drop him somewhere in the board and just say, hey, Bryn, just kind of, be a pain in the ass this side of the board at that point you mm -hmm. have to bring gracie to tug him along and then you're <laughs> spending like 18 yeah so yeah because that's uh it's 17 because i think he's eight so that would make him nine stones right so about 17 you know a cool 17 out of keyword almost i have mm -hmm. brought bren before and i think bren is one of our best but i bring bren specifically as like counter tech like if your opponent's playing if you drew the bad luck of going into Damien two or Damien, sorry, Damien one. Yeah. If you then, need to neutralize something, he's super right. good at that. He's got arcane reservoir to kind of hold up the, um, the hand pressure because Damien two, Damien one has so much hand pressure. Um, he can turn mm -hmm. off triggers. He can do all the things that you need to do um, there, but. Yeah. I don't think you just do bring them just because you want the extra cards the sow or a swine cursed or like there's so much that you have to drop to put Bryn in that I don't know that you get the full value of him. Um, mm -hmm. I am interested in the smuggler tech. I need to play it and see. Yeah, that might be cool. Cause I, like I mean, it. are smugglers versatile? I can't remember. Yeah, they are. They're yeah. See, they're that's perfect. And they, you don't, I don't find myself using stones as often as specifically with Ulix one. I really don't use stones a lot with Ulix one. Um, mostly, so using your stones to draw two cards, it's not that bad. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly what I use stones for in Ulix two is fixing my hand in mm -hmm. the star phase. Um, so I'll say that the times I, the games I've been playing with Ulix one, I've taken big cash, like seven or eight stones, and I spent almost all of them on surge or good for laugh triggers on you. <laughs> right. And just yeah. kind of flipped it as I'm doing the rest of my thing. 
And that kept me in enough cards to be able to do most of what I wanted to do. But yeah. I think it would be better if you don't have to do the, I, I, I agree. And I also, that's why I want to try the smuggler tech. And so just for those yeah, who don't know what smugglers do, they have showboating. So if they cheat during their activation, they draw a card and they have a praise where if you remove, you remove a scheme corpse or scrap and pass a moderate TN, and then you flip a random card and then either cycle a card, draw a card or um, draw a card and drop an enemy marker Yeah, or enemy or friendly scheme marker. And then, they draw a card if an enemy scheme marker is removed. So it is that inconsistency element. But at worst, at, at the worst, if you flip two appraise, weak appraises, you're cycling two cards. If you cheat one of those, you get to cycle a card with Showboat. And their bonus action is spend, a, basically, you stone for cards mid turn. Yep. Yeah, so, and I, I find myself bringing the Smuggler more, Jim, when there's a good counter there as well. So if I go against like Mei Fang, I want to do that because I know there's going to be a bunch of scraps that they can appraise. Um, same thing if, like in Ulix, I know a bunch of crap's going to die. So there's probably going to be a corpse somewhere. So mm -hmm. that's a great opportunity to, you know, pick up those corpses. And if not, hey, find a random scheme. I think Ulix one probably has a harder time drawing. Like I think, sorry, not a harder time, but probably it matters more that Ulix one needs a better hand. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh, without a good hand, he's not really getting his hurdums off. He's not getting his grows off. And at that point, he's not doing a lot with his other actions. So I know that's one weakness. What's something else that probably some Ulix players are going to struggle with, with this keyword. Um, I think we talked a little bit about the other thing that I'm thinking about with just filtering your actions. So when to hurt them, what do you want to hurt? When do you want to attack stuff? Um, mm -hmm. The auras, remembering that if you're in an aura, you get plus movement or you get plus one to your melee. I do think it takes a, a lot of reps to make Ulix work well. Like you can do the general thing, but I think if you go against a, a similar skilled opponent, they're going to see that and be like, okay, I'm just going to shoot or kill your pigs. But after I think you string it along and figure out kind of your activation tricks, I think that's, it just takes more reps. I think that's maybe one of the weaker things of Ulix too. Yeah. Activation order yeah. is a really, like understanding your activation order is really, really important. It's never going to be the same. No. Every mm -hmm. And you've got so many choices. Like you've got to be very careful about like, you know, kind of analysis paralysis, trying to figure out like yeah. what you can do, um, which is both a strength and a weakness, right? Yeah. Because it's amazing because mm -hmm. you do have so much potential to do like different, you know, different things. But at the same time, you have so much potential to do different things. You yeah. Can, uh, that kind of is like a Bayou thing overall is that activation <laughs> order. Because you, you think think of all the bite you cruise, all of them are like like if you mess up an Ophelia activation it, sequence, it could throw your whole game off for a turn. Um, oh yeah. I think a weakness that is prevalent for me, it, we've touched on it a bunch here, is terrain. Mm -hmm. You've got a lot of fifty mil bases, and yeah, that's a good point. not 
not a lot of things that ignore terrain, despite being four legged animals like horses. <laughs> pigs do care about trees. I'm telling you, freaking Doug at that Houston tournament, he had a couple of tables where they were like casinos and crap. So there's like mm -hmm. these little like slot machines. So there's all this blocking terrain that the pigs can't really go through very Ugh. easily. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's definitely a weakness for sure. Yeah. No, and um, hazardous is, is, they have no way to get around hazardous. They have no way to get through yeah. or around or, you know, so pit traps are bothersome, you know, burning, um, anything that throws on uh, heavy conditions can be yeah. frustrating. Um, anything that can just murder models quickly can also be an issue. Like, and that's what I think the majority of like new Ulix players are going to struggle with is like, there are a lot of really good crews out there right now that have some serious damage potential and they are more consistent at doing that damage. Yeah. So if you look at like Bashel, right? That crew has soul stones, it has card draw, it has everything it needs for Dashel and the Executioner squad to just come in and clock, clean your face up. Um, yeah. So knowing like if you're playing Ulix against Dashel, you have to figure out how to put yourself minimize that and score your points. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So and sometimes and, and sometimes that just means we don't fight. Sometimes yeah, I was going to say there's there's definitely a, it's almost an ironic weakness because you want to the pigs want to eat, but there's a lot of matchups where it's like they're just going to kill all my pigs if I do that. Mm -hmm. The the crew is surprisingly squishy. Yeah, but I think the good news for people that want to play Ulix is. There are two things that Sui got that really, I think, have made this keyword a lot more competitive. And one, of course, it's Bo Peep. I think Bo Peep has made this keyword very strong. And then mm -hmm. two, I think the Swine Cursed Edition and Upgrade has also mm -hmm. made this keyword Jeez. way better than it was. Like the, the defense six, being able to reduce damage, Onslaught, they're pretty quick. Heroic Intervention, they can also Frightening Reminders to help with your unpack. Um, they're, they're just a really solid model that helps Sui out a ton. I, I would venture to say Swinecurst are probably the best minions in Bayou. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, yeah. I will not disagree with you there. Um, and, and I love, like, a, I love a bushwhacker, but I'd agree. <laughs> <laughs> but the parody as well between Ulix 2 and Ulix 1, like that's big for the crew as well. Like yep. you're not stuck into a single play style. You have options. You can go very aggressive if you need to, or you can, you know, kind of slow down. Like, you know, you can get in your face because Ulix can indeed be right there in your face. Yeah. So I think both of these are definitely in a good spot. Yeah. I was going to say, this is an example of the title system working as what I think weird intended, where you have two very different approaches to the game based on, who you are and you can flex based on what the opponent says they're bringing. You know, if you, if you're going into a faction or a master that you're like, okay, I know I'll need this particular playstyle. I can dodge the fight at crew selection, go Ulix one play that schemey keep away game. Mm -hmm. And there are some crews out there that don't really have that right now. You know, um, they're kind of 
one master title is the way to play them. And that might change with the new gaining grounds. Cause I do think that Ulix got some help in this gaining grounds without touching his cards at all. Oh yeah, yeah no doubt. Um, I, like we said, carve a path is really good for him. And Ulix pork belly protector, I think is really good at guard guard the stash or mm-hmm. um, covert ops because it's all about positioning and his ability to move pieces out of activation while also giving damage and burning makes him good at scoring or denying those. Strats. You just have to be careful with covert because it, it is easy for them to engage you engaged, when they're yeah. not being engaged. So yeah. they can. And then you truffles. Yeah. Yeah. There's ways to fight around it, but I think that's a great point kind of building off your point there, Jim, that this crew may be one of the best crews at outflanking your opponent. This crew is so fast. You can literally stampede your whole bubble of pigs to a flank around and you can almost, you know, end up with some like rear charges and stuff where it's like, how did these pigs go from, you know, a standard deployment to my side of the board turn one? Like the pigs are Mm -hmm. ridiculous, ridiculously just mobile and fast. This Mm -hmm. group. Yeah, no, they're really, they're really, really good. If I, like if I had two, just two potential things or even one one or the other thing that I would love to see for this crew is take the gun off of um, throw slop on mm-hmm. both Ulix and the slop ballers. Like just take it away. Make just it get a, it out of there. <laughs> make it an attack action. Don't make it a gun action. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be hard to force card draw into this. But having a good way to get, like, adversary having adversary would be better because it would take a lot of the pressure off of your hand, mm-hmm. right? What, if, what do you think about, there's a lot of masters where it says, like, hey, pick one or two enemy models and put adversary on them at the beginning of the game. That could be an easy way to kind of, you know, at least get something out. And could be, but like you said, we're already seeing that kind of show up in Angler. I sure. think I would mm-hmm. rather see either access to better focus something that's true give, like yeah there's not a lot of i think mark territory on old major and i think the ride along or ride with me trigger has a preparation yeah. trigger and that might be mm-hmm. it in the keyword yeah so i would yeah. like to see i would like to see either better access to focus or more consistent access to adversary if you're going to make adversary a theme then mm-hmm. i think we need to make leave. it a little little yeah. easier to get out yeah because that will help your hand you know, you, you can mm-hmm. save your cards in your hand for um, your your stat 17s instead of trying to throw them, you know, uh, into attacks when you need to throw them into attacks. So I would, yeah. I would love to see better adversary, you know, going forward. And that's um, definitely like clearly what they were trying to do with Ulix 1 because both of his attacks give it out. Just mm-hmm. j- just gives it out, no no discard or nothing, but the that that pesky projectile icon. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll just I'll I'll piggyback uh, off of that and say that I'm going to get greedy. I want to see ingenuity in Ulix. Mm-hmm. Give me Yannick for pigs. Interesting. Okay. So you know, oh, I want to discard a card to. Uh, for sturdy pigs maybe instead of that i'll 
stampede myself, take a damage, proc sturdy pigs, remove a scheme marker, and draw a card instead. Hmm. Not reducing the damage, but now I'm creating, using existing mechanics, a card draw engine that would work in, in Ulix. Now, that's that, okay. I'm going to take my designer brain hat off because, you know, we're, we're just playing the game. But uh, I would love I to would, see something. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yannick, um, yeah, that ability is good. The problem I always had with Yannick is if I'm playing a more mobile crew, she kind of gets the Bryn treatment and can get left behind, and then you don't have the engine going anymore. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how that worked with Ulix, but that definitely could be cool. Yeah, as it is, Ulix struggles. You know, you struggle to bring out a keyword to help shore up some of his weaknesses because he relies on his keyword pretty yeah. heavily. Um, and then by and by, you like buy us some great versatile models. Has some absolutely great versatile models, but they don't do what Ulix needs to happen outside of potentially the smuggler, which I do want to try. Don't, don't tell me I'm not going to bring Bert Jebsen. I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, Bert Jebsen's an honorary Sui model. Yeah. He, he, he has big synergy on his gun. He He's practically there. I was like, why have I not brought Bert and Gracie in a Ulix list yet? That just seems like I need to do it. <laughs> I fun. think there's serious play with Ulix one end to there. If you just say, oh, you know what, I'm not, I'm not even going to bother with the grow. I'm just going to obey Gracie and old major to go up and eat people. So as we kind of wrap this thing up and I'm going to start with you, Jim, what mm -hmm. is your elevator pitch for what one, what got you interested in Sui, but why you think somebody would like to play Sui as a keyword? Do you enjoy fun? Do you Who enjoy... wants to have some fun? Do you enjoy giving your opponent the chance to have fun at the same time as you having fun in a miniatures game? Play pigs and suey. You're not sitting back shooting them from a bajillion inches away like Bandit does. You're engaging with your opponent actively. You're both taking part in the game, in the conversation. Anytime you activate a model in suey or pig, something wacky is going to happen. You have so many triggers. You have so many bonus actions. It's not a, you don't have dull activations. <laughs> and sure. it's pigs. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah. It's just, as, as you will see with my pig video coming out later, mm -hmm. the models are just disgustingly cool and super fun to play. Maeve, what about you? What do you love about your... Uh, you've had a lot of games and a lot of love with uh, Sui. So so what's your pitch? Uh, my pitch is quite simply that if you really enjoy crews that can become versatile and can either run schemes or punch things or just, you know, change one action to another action, you know, filter it through, then, you know, that's, that's Sui. That's what Sui does. They're, they're changing up on the board. They're moving a um, bunch of different moving parts. Um, if you're, if you're interested in a Rube Goldberg that actually works, <laughs> yeah. uh, Suey's, Suey's right up your alley. Yeah. And, and Maeve, you actually, uh, you got a podcast going now, don't you? I do. I do. I have this podcast. It's called Bayou Breakdown. I don't talk about Bayou nearly as much as I should on it, but. That's because you haven't. Um, that's because you ha haven't had me or Jim. Actually, I think did you have Jim on? I had Jim yeah, on there. 
I had oh, Jim and see. I had Don Moser on there. I see, how, I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the list. Yet. You're on the list. Um, you got a lot of people. Yet. But yeah, so Bayou, uh, Bayou Breakdown, if you haven't seen it yet or listened to it yet, mostly what I do is interviews with players. I'm more, I'm not necessarily interested in doing like meta breakdowns or how to play the best or anything like that. I just want to interview the people that I love who play this game because the community in Malifaux is hands down the best community in miniature gaming. So I want people to get to know the people playing, which is why I haven't just gotten peed on yet because I'm not just getting content creators. I'm trying to grab That's anybody awesome and everybody that I've met that I like that plays the game. And I don't like Pete. So. <laughs> just kidding. I love you. But Pete. somehow hey. you're going to come on here. <laughs> oh, I lo- that last wow. one you did with John Moser. I met John down in Houston. Dude's awesome. We we actually Such played a, a mom mirror. We played a mom mirror match. It was a blast. He, he's, he's the Jim Dyson of the Texas meta. He's just a, Absolute gentleman. I haven't met Jim in person yet, so I don't know if that's good or bad. (laughs) (laughs) He's a super nice guy. He does. I mean, he. We had a lot of fun. Um, We played a game of um, Ulix Two versus Brew Two. It was a very, very close game that uh, I made a terrible mistake in, and it cost me. But it was still like a four-three game. Um, Super nice guy. The interview was really great. Like he's he's just really cool. Yeah, so if you like hearing gamers just kind of BS about like Malifaux and what they like about games and stuff, it's definitely a cool podcast, uh, which I I actually thought was very clever, Maeve, because that's kind of like what I did when we started out this podcast. I was like, we don't want to do what everybody's doing, because then why would you listen to just another podcast regurgitating the same thing? So I like how you kind of found something that is different, but still entertaining to, you know, sit down and listen to them. And I struggle because like, I've had people, you know, I had the blog for a while and I do need to update that when I do, but like, I'm not a top level player. I'm never going to be a top level player. But when we went to Captain in February (laughs) and we had a blast and we got to hang out with everybody and we just got to, you know, especially because that was the first time we had all gotten together after COVID. So like, you know, we got to be together. We got to hang around each other. We got to experience just how cool, you know, the community is. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is what my podcast is going to be about. This is, you know, I want to focus on people and, you know, talk about the really just neat stories that exist inside the game. Yeah. And then Jim, I think you're occasionally on a podcast, right? A couple. Um, so <laughs> for those of you who, haven't heard of us on the other coast we bring you the uh of a different take you know the west coast meta is very different from east coast all all the metas are really different but west coast has a different approach we kind of talk about a bunch of other stuff too i just recorded a, a thing last night with colgan about other games we're playing so you know if you just want to hear people talk like they're at the game store give it a check yeah, and y'all, the, I heard a couple episodes y'all did like even on the other side. So you, you mm-hmm. guys definitely like mix it up. We're, we're not good at Malifaux, so we have to <laughs> fill the content with something else. I'm not very, I'm not very, I'm, listen, I went, man, what did I do at that Houston tournament? I went like, what was it? Like two, two, two and one, I think I went. So, I mean, I always finish in the middle to top. I'm not, you don't need to be good at the game to talk about it. It's more entertaining. I think when you have people that aren't necessarily good at the game, because 
they got to make it up somehow. It's kind of like, you know, you're not the greatest looking guy, but you got a cool personality. So <laughs> that's how podcasters are usually. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming. Radio. Yeah, right. That's what. That's why we had to put uh, a picture of a swine cursed over Jim for the uh, YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's okay, Jim. Um, yeah, I want to thank you both for coming on. It was a really, really great talking. Um, but I think until next time, we're going to go ahead and flip cards, flip tables, and we will see everybody next time.